Good morning, Tappers. Good morning, Tappers. Megan, this is just like the old days. Like back to day one here. You're in your, you're assuming your regular position. In the living room, kitchen, the, the small apartment life. Yeah, it definitely, you know, when I was like, okay, after my beloved Harmony passed away, I was like, let's get two cats. And I did not realize that it's not just like, oh, a little bit extra. It's like literally double the necessities. Oh, yeah. And I feel like we're definitely feeling the crunch of two people, two rambunctious cats. um, and Double the food. Double the food. And Mm -hmm. also our hobbies, like with our huge like desks and monitors and all everything like and Nick doesn't like to have a couch. He likes to have a futon that he can lay on. So the futon's always down. So it takes up so much space. Like we are just cramped. Oh, and then remember that that weight bench that has turned into a um, drying rack in the girls' cat tree. Yes. Yeah, that takes up space in the bedroom. So mm-hmm. yeah, to say that um, we need a bigger place is an understatement. <laughs> Well, Megan, now that we're going into the big leagues here on the podcast, maybe we'll start be able to quit our jobs and uh, get some income from our new uh, endeavors here on the podcast. Because, I mean, as we told, we are still let, letting everyone know we can't tell you what's going on, but there's some things going on behind the scenes. Well, our ambassador did say that we could promote on social media, so we could start doing that. That's true. Do we want to make the announcement today or should we wait? What do you think? I think we wait. <laughs> okay, so we'll keep you guys in suspense a little bit longer, but yeah, we have some. Ex- what what do the YouTubers say? Exciting stuff coming down the pipeline. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is too big of a clue, but our journey to unique, uh, unique fifty fifty unique listeners mm-hmm. that was supposed to result in something um, has occurred. <laughs> no, that's too much. I, we'll just say, um, you know, I um, we're fulfilling our dreams of receiving free product from a brand. We'll just say that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but so. it's honestly so exciting. My ego is just going through the roof right now. My head is so big. I drive down the road and I'm like, beep, beep, out of my way. I'm an influencer. So <laughs> it's all happening here on Crime on Tap. And we are so glad. I mean, I don't think the new listeners know the struggle and the grind and the hustle that we've gone through on this podcast. We have gone through two years. Um, with the same sponsor making pennies so now that like we are getting noticed and these brands are noticing us it is becoming a big thing for us we're so big that anchor had to drop us so we still use Mm -hmm. their platform but um, (laughs) they dropped us as um, ambassadors yeah we're no longer ambassadors with them so fuck them fuck anchor (laughs) we're just using them now (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Now, now we're using them, but I am super excited with what's coming. I can honestly talk about them. I have experienced mm-hmm. exciting stuff. I, I, Megan, just separate there. We're gonna leave it at that. Okay, we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys for joining us on another episode of Crime on Tap. Uh, welcome to all the new listeners. You know, we really appreciate you guys being here. If it's your first time here, we are Crime on Tap. Megan and Sean with your bi-weekly crime podcast updates of what's going on in the news. Um, and yeah, so every Monday and Friday, we have a new podcast coming out and it's the holiday season, Megan. So down the pipeline, we're going to have some more holiday content. Um, you know, sometimes we like to be serious. Sometimes we like to be goofy, silly. So that's who we are. That's what we do here on Crime on Tap. Um, and be sure to follow us on our Instagram at Crime on Tap Pod. Uh, and get over there. Tell us what you're loving, what you're hating. We know you'll tell us what you're hating because <laughs> we get a lot of hate comments around here. Um, but we don't let them deter us from our goals. So yeah. Yeah. 
Our only, I think our only kind comment, it wasn't even kind, it was just neutral, was from Patrick. He oh, asked was... us to do more Florida Man stories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't really um, an encouraging comment. It was just, you know, I want more of this. Yeah, he was making demands. demands. So maybe we, we should bring that back out for Patrick. <laughs> Megan, you want to uh, get us into the port for the fort? Absolutely. So I still have my coffee because it's my lifeblood. Um, and it's my liquid later, courage. It gives me I mean, vibe. Oh, I thought you were saying it gives me vibes. Yeah, it gives me vibes. <laughs> um, and what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Update on the um, peanut butter and frosting. Oh, um, did it come out? Um, I am fe- I'm starting to feel a little queasy. <laughs> wait because still like two days later you're feeling queasy oh um well the first time i tried it it was just like a spoonful and this Mm -hmm. time it was a couple spoons full and nick has always told me like you know peanut butter is deceiving like a spoonful is like 600 calories (laughs) and so i think i protein protein yeah protein and frosting how many how much proteins in frost <laughs> so i guess i'll just have have to have a salad to settle my stomach for the rest um, of the month <laughs> for the rest of the month <laughs> maybe a glass of milk right? well now you're substituting it with coffee that will help flush you out just as much <laughs> oh my god i'm sure all the tappers are loving this information the intros are too long you go on too long too long well megan now what i have i have a new drink for us today you know what I mean? I love change. I love new things. I love to try mm. new things. Today, I got my Trader Joe's special. Um, it's, um, I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so should you be drinking it? <laughs> and I can't pronounce it. Um, Patrick makes fun of me every time I pronounce it. But it's some winter spiced. It's called like wasai, wasu, hasu, wasu, or something. And... <laughs> It's just like a red drink and it's got like spices in it, like all spice and like all like the festive smells. And I'm pretty sure you're supposed to drink it warm. Like you warm it up in a pot and it's like a hot spiced holiday drink. So, but I like everything iced. So I have mine in a little ice cup here. So I am sipping on the holidays today, Megan. Well, maybe it's like uh, apple cider. Like I've had it hot and iced and I like them both right. ways. So maybe it's like one of those things. Ooh, hot tip, hot, hot tip. Um, hot apple apple cider with some uh, Captain Morgan spice rum in it. <gasps> so good. Ooh, mm-hmm. it's so festive and it keeps you nice and warm. Ooh, that's definitely something we're gonna need because um, <laughs> it's already it already snowed again yesterday. Nothing Oof. stuck, but it was snowing. Um, and because my new tattoo is healing, I like don't want something over it to like get like all the you know lotion and stuff on it. So I've been yeah. wearing skirts, like. <laughs> And everyone's like, oh, my God, you must be so cold. I'm like, can old people just, like, mind their own business? (laughs) Well, Megan, I'm shocked you're not going uh, deep sea diving with that new tattoo. Oh, yeah, it's a diving helmet. Maybe I should put it on Crime on Tap because we could possibly be working with Inkbox. So we got to show our ink. So if Inkbox is listening, you know, we reached out. We're trying to get your sponsorship. So I'm I'm glad that they responded. I, I like Inkbox. They're cool. Well, you did say they're Canadian, so they're nice. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, Megan, now that we have our drinks, and again, we always encourage our listeners to have a little drinky drinky as well. So everybody get your drinks and tune in for today's episode of Crime on Tap. So which one do you want to talk about first? We got a lot on the table today. I know. We got a lot to talk about. So let's rifle through these. Speaking of rifles, let's talk about the <laughs> first one. <laughs> Was that insensitive? I'm sorry. Um, Yeah. <laughs> But that's our brand here on Crime on Tap. We're insensitive and we joke when we're not supposed to. 
<laughs> well, first one we're going to be talking about today is the Q Club, um, LGBT club in Colorado Springs that um, recently got shot up with a rifle. But I feel like this happened, like a lot of these stories happened when we were like on our hiatus and we like pre-recorded a bunch of stuff. And then yeah. all of these major stories were happening and we missed them all to like report on. So like this is just going to be kind of an update. We're going to rifle through uh, like kind of what happened and then... Kind of what the update is today. Yeah. Well, I remember when I first heard about this, I thought the person was talking about the the Pulse in Orlando. Oh, shooting. yeah. I was like, oh, I, I was like, no, that can't be right. The anniversary is not coming up or something. I said something along those lines. Mm-hmm. And um, they're like, actually, another one happened. Yeah. And this one happened in Colorado, which we know Jean Benet was murdered. <gasps> Okay, actually, Megan, there's been a lot of shit happening in Colorado. The Columbine was in Colorado. Do you remember the Aurora movie theater shooting for, like, the Batman premiere? I was just going to say that was Batman. I don't remember which Batman it was. Yeah. But, like, that happened, and then John Bonet Ramsey. Like, a lot of major mass shootings are coming out of Colorado. Oh, my God. Freaking Chris Watts was in Colorado. I think it's something to do with the air because they're so they're so highly elevated up there. It's like <laughs> yeah, it must be. I mean, I thought Vermont had high evolution, 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 evolution. Charles Darwin. But our prime suspect here, the one who committed the crime, was Anderson Lee Aldrich, in which he used a long rifle in the shooting. And there's also two firearms that were found as well at the scene. Where he entered the Q Club, which is one of the only, I read, like, it's one of the only LGBTQ clubs in Colorado Springs or something. And he entered and immediately started shooting. Um, A lot of the people in the club thought it was just part of the music. And I feel like we get that a lot. Like, Mm -hmm. we need to start learning the difference between a bass and uh, a gunshot. (laughs) Okay, I feel like for people like me that have anxiety, like... I I will listen to music and my first thought isn't oh it's music my first thought is oh this sounds like guns like I think the opposite mm. like that song uh, with Drake and Rihanna airplanes no no this was a few years ago oh. but I I would be listening to it in the car and there's a couple <gasps> of parts that sound I know like the song boom 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 no what's that song paper planes or something no it was before that I'm pretty sure okay I'm thinking of a different song but anyway and so i kept i kept thinking that people were honking at me because of the song so i <laughs> feel like some, i'm the opposite there's some songs where there's like police sirens in it and i'm like looking behind me i'm like what's going on i think there's an avril lavigne song that like ends with the, like police or something and i'm like that sounds so realistic i actually thought there was police behind me <laughs> so maybe we should just have songs that don't <laughs> have like those sounds in them maybe i don't know yeah so one of the bystanders said that uh he thought the gunshots were just music so he kept dancing and then he heard another set of shots and then him and a customer ran to the dressing room got on the ground and locked the doors and called the police immediately now i will say the police responded quickly uh the initial call was made at 11 56 police were there at 1202 so that's pretty fast response time i mean you gotta say Mm-hmm. Well, and um, just noticing this, that they're talking about the lineup. And so the Saturday Saturday night lineup was going to be Punk and Alternative Show, dan- followed by a dance party. And they also planned a drag brunch and a drag show on Sunday for the Trans Day of Remembrance. Now, Megan, I didn't know if you saw any of the backstory on this boy, Anderson Lee Eldridge, um, but he had a past. Mm-hmm. 
Um, back in 2021, he was arrested in connection with a bomb threat to a standoff at his mother's home. I don't know if you saw the videos of this, Megan, but it's kind of bizarre. It's on the ring door cam and everything. Of course. And the rings get everything. Um, but he was threatening to cause harm to his mother with a homemade bomb. He had weapons and ammunition. It led to several hours of a standoff where they had to bring in um, ne- the negotiation team. And he eventually came out and put his hands up. He was charged with felony menacing and first degree kidnapping. Um, so, like, that's his little stint in the past. Uh, I mean, that was in, that was last year, twenty twenty one. How then? How is he out of jail? I feel like felonies. Like that's the thing that I get so irritated about is that these people have passed, and it's like they've done these horrific things, and it's like, oh well, they're out. It's like nowadays you could just do anything and basically get a slap on the wrist and get out, and that's because these prosecutors are so weak on crime. So like we need to go back to the days where like we are actually prosecuting people for crimes and keeping them behind bars, so like things like this don't happen. <laughs> my my two cents is that I feel like everything can be met in the middle. Like I feel right. like now we've gone too far in that it's like well everyone has a reason they're just everyone's just trying to survive and it's like yeah there's a lot of people that do crimes you know they're stealing blankets they're mm-hmm. you know they're addicted to drugs and they're stealing or they're murdering in self-defense or you know those are those cases but it's not every case and i feel like and, i mean especially on the topic of crime i feel like that's like politically where a lot of like agreement can be made yeah but then at the same time we don't have to be putting you know like we used to when we're the what is it the war on crime with reagan or nixon or whatever i, I get oh, mixed yeah. up. um where it was like you know you got an ounce of weed and you go away for 25 years like that's ridiculous yeah, that, like that's fucked but up. We also, you know, shouldn't be you kidnapped and threatened to murder your mother and you're out in less than a year. Right. You know, like there has to be some sort of median <laughs> here, medium. Um, now, I also had here, Megan, I don't know if you saw the videos of his father. Which no. It, oh, Megan. It, it's insane. His father's history. His father is 48-year-old Aaron Brink. Now, it is sad. He's had a lot of issues with crystal meth in the past. And it seems like he's still on it. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, does it look like he's had a history with crystal meth? Because that's something that, um, unfortunately, you can see. Yeah. So and here- far after, too, once they've like cleaned up, you can still see, oh, I see that you did meth. <laughs> so since 2016, his father thought he had committed suicide since 2016. His father himself thought he was like a ghost. No, his father thought his son had committed suicide. He didn't even think his son was alive. Well, I guess I guess that makes I thought it would have been way cooler if he thought he committed suicide. He was just roaming about the world thinking no one could see him. That would have been no. cool. <laughs> so it was only until six months ago that his son called him in like some rage. And then his father was like, oh my God, he's alive. I thought he was dead since 2016. Like, how do you just think that? Like, call the mom, call family. Is my son dead? Like, who just doesn't well, know? And how did that get into his head that that happened? Like, was there a rumor or did he just, like, decide that that right. happened? <laughs> so he is a former MMA fighter and adult film star. I don't feel like I'm going to be watching those. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, definitely in MMA, he's getting hit in the head and shit. I'm sure he's got some damage there oh that's a good point yeah and then also with this he has a severe addiction to crystal meth um and in the videos okay so the reporter asked him about the shooting his initial thing he says 
they started telling me about the incident, a shooting. And then I go on to find out it's a gay bar. I got scared. Shit, is he gay? And he's not gay. So I said, phew, I'm a conservative Republican. That was his worry. Not that he was a murderer, but that he was gay. Oh my God. Not that he killed five people, but that his son was gay. And Hmm. he goes on to say that they are Mormons. And, you know, we we don't do gay. We don't do gay. We don't do gay. He said it like three times. We do guns, but not gay. We do guns and- (laughs) The other G. Okay. Because I, from what I've read, they're still trying to make a connection between why he did this and like- they were kind of investigating if it was a hate crime. Like, they're not ruling that out. Yeah. And I feel like, well, if he had this upbringing, I mean, we don't know how long this guy's been Mormon. He thought his son was dead in 20, 2016. <laughs> he could have been a Mormon since 2018, you know? Yeah. But, like, I wouldn't rule, I wouldn't, like, if he came from that upbringing where it's like, we don't do gay. I mean, maybe he is, like, gay internally. And, you know, yeah. he took out that violence out on others because he couldn't. Well, his father also said that um, as a kid, He praised his son for violent behavior really early. He said, I told him it works. It's instant and you'll get immediate results. So I think the father had a big, a big play here. And the fact that he would just like admit that openly. Yeah. I got to send you the videos because I mean, it's kind of, it's so unhinged. Well, and I wonder if there's a connection because um, the Colorado governor, who's a Democrat, Jared Polis, Polis, God damn it. Um, is nation's first openly gay governor. Oh my God. Is he? Yes. So is it like, okay, he, I don't know. Did he, cause we just recently had an election. Did he just get elected and he like flew into a rage? Do you think? He's been there because when I went to Colorado, I saw signs up for him and that was in two years ago. It's like he's been governor. You know how I like to, I like to plant things in people's Mm -hmm. heads. I like to plant conspiracies. So but I did want to touch on, I think the final point here we want to touch on about the story is you were talking about a hate crime. And I think Mr. Um, Anderson is smart because in the court documents, he acknowledges that he wants to be referenced as non-binary. Is he trying to avoid a hate crime by identifying as non-binary? Like, what's the play here? Yeah, I definitely don't think that's genuine. And I know we're not supposed to say that. I know. You know, supposed to take, this is how I identify. But I feel like with knowing his father, his history, this play, and especially seeing, like, I wonder if he was maybe even um, inspired by the Daryl Brooks trial, where Daryl Brooks was trying to represent himself and, like, go through all these loopholes. And, like, um, and there has been... Very minimal. I don't want to overplay it. Very minimal. Um, very few and far between men that have claimed to be women to get into women's prisons, vice versa, mm-hmm. or, you know, to change their identity and change their name so that it's not as easy to find their past. Like, even though it's totally not okay, there there is instances of that. And, you know, if you're willing to go out and kill people, I would say it wouldn't be above you to pretend to be non-binary. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. That's well, interesting. I don't know. My controversial take on this is... Uh-oh. <laughs> Here's like, the controversial take episode. I just think it's so hypocritical that all we see on media now are people of the LGBT community 
oh, he's not non-binary. He's not non-binary. You know, there's nothing in his past that proves he's non-binary. So all because he says he's non-binary doesn't mean anything. But like, if we go around saying that to somebody who's actually non-binary, we get charged for hate speech. I think it's just, you know, a double standard. I think it's hypocritical. Well, I feel like that's so interesting because there's, I definitely, um, who was it? Um, what does she go by? Jessica Yaneve. Do you remember all that Ooh. Jessica Yaneve stuff? And there was a lot of people that was like, you know, I, this person doesn't deserve to be called what they want to be because they're a predator. They're disgusting. And right. people like, oh, you can't cherry pick. It's like, this is how they identify. You can't take that away from them because they're doing something. Yes. And yet, it's like, you can't cherry pick it. Like, I mean, you as a gay man, like, you're not able to say, oh, I don't claim Jeffrey Dahmer is gay. Like, he wasn't gay. Like, yeah, he was gay and he did a horrible thing. Like, right. that doesn't mean being gay is horrible. And yeah, I think I'm a woman. I'm a proud woman. There's been women that have done horrible things. I can't just say, no, you're not a woman because, you know, you're a bad person. Like, unfortunately, yeah. and it does suck because it does work against, you know, it works for the people that are transphobic and against the people that aren't of, oh, see what your people do. Right. So it's, it's such a hard place to be like, you know, we're trying to get people to be accepting and then people that are just trans or gay or whatever that happen to be bad people, then that comes back. Right. But it's like everyone is capable, every type of person, every category of person is capable of doing bad things. There's a lot going on here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a lot going on everywhere. It's like, can you can we chill? Like I try to go on vacation and seventy five different things happen. So I know. I mean I can start fucking vacation and we're going viral. So. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> but all right, I guess we'll leave it at that. You know, a little controversy, you know, never hurt anybody. Maybe we'll get more hate comments. So moving into our next story here, run the speed things up because you know we've got a little controversial on the Colorado shooting. Um, Megan, let's dive into an update on Todd and Chris, or Julie and Todd Chrisley. Mm-hmm. So I know that you love them. Chrisley knows best. I'm looking at this beautiful <laughs> picture of him. He is tan. He is blonde. His teeth are white mm-hmm. and straight. He's smiling. I think he's going to be looking a little different for the next um, several years. So, Well, maybe prison will change him in the sense that he can actually be himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, so if you haven't gotten it yet, Todd and Julie Chrisley have been combined and combined sentence of 19 years in prison for tax evasion and fraud. I mean, we we tapped on this story many times in the past. <laughs> My God, why have we never said that? We have tapped on that before. Yeah, I know. We should start saying that. But we have talked about this case with the the trial and everything that happened with not only them, but their accountant who was also involved in this case. And finally, they have been sentenced. um, And uh, it was a rough sentence for them. Todd was sentenced with 12 years while Julie had seven. And their accountant actually got three. They still have a lot of life to live. They're not going to be in life forever or in prison forever. They were the type, I feel like they're the type of family that was like, yeah, we have money, but we're so humble. We're just like you guys. Like he, mm. he even said, yeah, we're a family that makes millions, but we have problems just like families that make 40,000 a year. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm sure you have problems, but uh, different problems. <laughs> right. I think we talked about it last episode. Like money fixes most problems. Like if you have enough yeah. money, you can make things go away. And I think that's why it's so hard to get the, to nail these people down. Like I think back to um, the um, 
the college admission scandal. Like how many of these rich, wealthy people have they been trying to get yeah. for other things or, or stuff like that? It's so hard to get these people. And I think that shows inherently there's something wrong with our system where if you have more money, you can just buy your way out of problems because then that's not true justice. Um, right. The common man should have the same consequences as a rich man and vice versa. Yeah. I mean, we definitely don't see that when like rich people are sentenced because they go to like a nice fancy facility. You know, it's not the same environment. Yeah. You know? it's and- My brother calls it club fed. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. But like, I'm curious. I didn't really look into where like they're going. Like, are they going to a, an actual maximum security or like what's going on? But I'm assuming not. I mean, Again, like, I don't think they even had money. Like, did they have any money? I mean, they defrauded um, and faked and uh, made fake statements, bank statements to get loans and uh, use the money for luxury cars, designer clothes, real estate, everything. It's like, do they, are they the common person? Are they just an everyday person who, you know, flashed all these things and made it seem like they were wealthy? I just never get it. How people can be sentenced for something like this. And then they're still living lavishly. A perfect example is fucking Anna Delvey. Mm-hmm. Like she defraud. She had no money. She was poor. She had nothing. She defrauded all these investors. She goes to prison. She gets out. She's living in New York City, dressed to the nine. You know, it's like, how does she still have money? How does she- you know? I don't get it. Like if it happened to me, I would come back. I'll be on the streets. Like I'm gonna be living in an apartment in New York City. Well, see, like, how do you even get someone to, you know, sign a lease with you if you have, like, this record? Well, and I feel like, I think Nick and I had this conversation, but it was kind of, like, on a much smaller scale. So, this is probably controversial, but, so we were, um, a new person moved into our complex, and we are, like, an income-based, low-income housing. So, you know, we what people would say white trash we live in white trash area okay because that's what we can afford whatever yeah but your apartment is so much nicer than like many of the other ones i lived in yeah well this is like vermont's low income okay it's a little bit different (laughs) but um so someone new moved in and we saw they had three huge flat screen tv like recycling boxes and i'm saying i'm thinking to myself how are they living here and affording that yeah nick and i were talking about how it seems like that, like people that we know make less money than us. It's like how they have all this stuff. And I think about as a kid too, like we were poor. Like we, my mom said that sometimes she kept it from me, but sometimes she was like, we couldn't afford paper towels, you know? Right. And yet still come Christmas time, we had everything we wanted. And she said, layaway, credit cards. We filed mm-hmm. for bankruptcy. Like, <sighs> People, if you really want this stuff, you can get it. You just risk, you know, going to jail, ruining your credit, doing all the, you know. And I think that is just like a lower scale of what the Chrisleys yeah. were doing, you know. Like, okay, so what? how many loans did they have to take out to get those three TVs? It's like. Right. Just because we don't make as much money doesn't mean we don't want nice things. Yeah. Well, Nick and I try to be responsible. And so we like, those are items we save up for. Not, oh, we just moved into a new place. Let's buy three new TVs, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, for me, like I grew up being frugal. No matter how mm-hmm. much money I have, I'm, I'm always going to be seeking a deal. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, from like, I guess I just, I can't even comprehend how Todd and Julie did it. You know, you got to be really smart 
to do this. Like, <laughs> I feel like for us, like, we don't even know where to start. Like, we're just like, just trying to get through life. And Todd and Julie over here, like, falsifying statements. Like, I would never even think to do that. Right. I Well, and also, <laughs> it's like, I know that I, I'll be caught. And to me, it's not worth it to live, you know. How long did they, like, were they in the spotlight forever? Like, 20? Yeah. More than that or something? It's like, I don't know. And then now that to me doesn't equate now I go to jail. I'd rather just not go to jail. <laughs> so I'm just not going to do anything that would risk right. that. I don't know. Well, I feel like for them, they got stuck in this um, like media world where I think they were just common people when they got the TV show and then they had to keep it up. Like they had to keep up the act of being wealthy. So then that's why they just kept, kept, they kept creating like fake documents like to afford new clothes like keep up this like facade that they were actually rich when in reality they never were but like keeping up with the joneses that's the thing it's like keeping up with the joneses is like you know oh my neighbor has this i gotta have this like i think that's where the name of keeping up with the kardashians came from is like oh they're the oh really yeah, like they're the people that you want to aspire to be. You want to oh. keep up with the Kardashians. I'm pretty sure that's where the name came from. Have you ever yeah. heard that keeping up with the Joneses? I've heard of that. Yeah. Is yeah. it I, I, is it actually reference to something? Well, it's just kind of it's kind of like a old saying of like, you know, um, don't throw stones at glass houses like that sort of thing. Yeah. It's like yeah, keeping up with the all the latest stuff, but it's kind of it's usually comes at a cost. Mm-hmm. Well, the Chrisley's actually have a podcast. It's called Chrisley Confessions. Uh-oh. And <laughs> I don't know if this was recent after the conviction or what, but Julie goes on to say that age is just a number. And since we don't know our death date, we have to live every day as it as if it's our last. And then Todd goes on to say, none of us known when our timestamp is, um, which is why I say yesterday doesn't matter. Today is what we have. And tomorrow belongs to God. Because we're not promised tomorrow. So, I mean, I think they're accepting of everything that's happened to them. And they're just using God to, like, get through this. <laughs> well, <laughs> but I hopefully, think it, you know, Todd might purposely drop the soap in the showers. I don't know. I feel like it's, like, kind of explaining why they did what they did. They were mm-hmm. they were living in the moment. They were living for today. They weren't thinking about tomorrow, you know? That's true, yeah. In a way, it kind of explains that. So, and I don't know. This has no reference or relevance to any of this. But Julie made, said this quote, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like she's my new therapist. Um, <laughs> That's what, might want to get a new one. Yours is going to jail. Julie quoted that uh, a study said uh, a study found that ninety two percent of the things people worry about actually never happen, and eight percent of the time, the things you worry about do happen. So it's like that's so true. Like we worry about shit all the time that never even happens. Oh yeah, I do constantly. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what me and my counselor talk about. So, you know, maybe <laughs> maybe Julie's got a new path in life after she gets out of prison. Yeah, maybe she could be like one of those um, pastors that heals people of their cancer. Um, So a fraud again? <laughs> <laughs> so she'll just be another type of fraud. What's a fraud? Always a fraud, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. I guess that writes the that that that's the ending to the Chrisleys here. I mean, if there's anything more, I guess we'll report on it. But that's our little update on the Chrisleys. Mm-hmm. And so we're moving to our last story. So we did have another one about the Walmart shooting, but we are thinking that 
there's just so much again that you know we can't do two big shootings in one like we we got to spend more time on it so we're gonna finish up so now it's only the poor before the three again um we're gonna finish up with a story that was close to home for us close to um, home close to home so sean and i are um our college alum was the same place. So this took place in New London, New Hampshire. Zip code 05. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't even remember the zip code. <laughs> well, I would say not to be confused with New London, Connecticut. Because New London, Connecticut is actually like a known town. Like yeah, nobody knows New London, New Hampshire. <laughs> no. Everyone's like, where is that? Where is that? Like 40 minutes outside of Concord. Oh, um, okay. Where's that? <laughs> yeah, we're no one knows anything about New Hampshire. <laughs> But, um, so yeah, this happened, um, what was it, last Wednesday? Is that, uh, is that right? Yeah, just, just go a, with that. <laughs> so, 78-year-old Douglas Lyon, L-Y-O-N, called the police to his home on Shaker Street at 1.38 p.m. Oh, this happened Tuesday, on 1.30, on Tuesday. And when they okay. arrived, they found, him, they found him deceased outside with a gunshot wound to his head. And once they went inside, um, they found Peggy Brown, age 73. Um, they were not married, but they were domestic partners of several years. So they were just like, you know, fucking boyfriend, like boyfriend, girlfriend, live in boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, <laughs> they just fucking. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they, yeah, they're just so old. Yeah. 78 and 73 year old. Yeah. They're just they're using each other for their bodies. Um, <laughs> oh, my God, this is awful. They're dead. <laughs> So um, they, the chief examiner ruled Brown's death a homicide by three gunshot wounds. Lyon only died of one gun, gunshot wound. His was ruled a suicide. Hers was a homicide. Um, and he was the former vice president for administration and finance near um, the college of the <laughs> college of the town. Um, and the town only has 4,000 residents. And yeah. how, how many, I think like... 1500 went to our school so it's like and then there's like a retirement community so it's like college kids and old people so when we heard that it was a killing there i'm like i can't imagine old people are killing each other the (laughs) college kids it's like no it's the old people yeah well that's i wanted to preface for everybody listening like this does not happen in that town like four thousand people live in this town half of them are college students half are uh, old residents retirement community and i mean i was thinking to the back to the moscow idaho murders when they were like oh there has been a murder here in seven years you know i don't know if there's ever been a murder in new london so you know seven years in moscow Idaho. i mean that wasn't that long ago like i feel like i've never heard of anything like this happening in our small little college town in new london new hampshire the only thing i remember i think it was the year before we got there so it was like 2012 we're old um (sighs) the chief of police and this was just a rumor i don't remember it because we weren't there yet but i remember like upperclassmen talking about it the chief of police was asking college girls for photos <gasps> oh my god really and, and he was fired yeah and yeah. So i think and it was like you know like 18 19 you know co- co-ed girls you know yeah but yeah so i think that was the only like scandal that happened yeah besides i mean this I bet, like, back in, like, the 1800s or something, something happened. But, like, shit, not, like, in the last seven years, I don't think there was a... There wasn't a murder. We were there. We were there. Yeah, we were there ago. seven years ago. No, there wasn't a murder. I feel like I would have remembered that. <laughs> so, it's, like, this is a more of a story. Like, 
that's what I'm trying to get the point across. Like to hear about a murder suicide in this little old college town in New Hampshire with 4,000 resident residents. I mean, it's kind of like a story, especially for us since we went there. But I mean, you just, this is, you don't hear about these things. Like how many times did we go down Shaker street too? You know? Yeah. Right. Like I knew I exactly mean, where that was. Right. So like Megan said, he, I mean, was the vice president of administration and finance at the school. Um, he was the sitting chairman on the New London Zoning Board of Adjustment, and he was also a past selectman in the former chair of board of trustees at the New London Hospital. So, I mean, he was pretty well known and still at the, his age, he was still well known in at high, very high positions in the town. I mean, I this story is just like insane to hear about. Yeah, and well, and some people were saying that, you know, he was a fun and lively guy, that he would perform um, acapella and, like, little skits and stuff um, mm -hmm. for, like, board meetings and stuff. Um, and he was a longtime gun owner and believed in recreational use um, and stuff like that. And he even, like, talked openly about um, responsible gun ownership. Like, right. Uh, around town and at social luncheons and like you know because he was high society as high as society as you can be <laughs> in new london new hampshire amongst four thousand people i mean some right. classes are probably four thousand people at other schools <laughs> yeah right so <laughs> but are you gonna share we may have a little inside scoop well i was gonna say did you want to conclude with our little um unconfirmed uh source yeah what so our an, an, our unconfirmed source um, who lives, still lives, uh, I mean, not too close, but everyone knows each other in the state of New Hampshire, <laughs> relatively close to the area, said yep. that um, Peggy had gotten a terminal diagnosis. And mm -hmm. um, it was kind of like, in a weird way, a Romeo and Juliet, like, um, Doug didn't want to live without her. And so they had planned this out for a few months of you know, dying together. Um, right. And it kind of makes sense because, you know, we're thinking about the demographic of these people. He's a well-known guy. He um, is happy. They're elderly. And right. also the manner, like he, before he shot himself outside, he called the police. So it's yeah. like, it wasn't like, cause he wanted, he, in some way that shows care because he wanted her to be found. He wanted to be found, you know? Um, right. So I feel like to us, that makes sense. There hasn't been anything officially confirmed. That's just kind of the inside Rumor. talk of the town. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. Well, and I'm going to give my two cents by in because okay. I want to say, I don't know if I believe it because these two just seem like typical old New England, you know, family, you know, they love the holiday season. And if she wasn't just dying tomorrow, I can't see them doing this like around the holiday season, like a, a time of family and gathering around Thanksgiving, around Christmas. It's like the most joyous time of the year, especially in New England. I mean, it's so cozy and festive and especially being at their ages. He had grandkids and kids. I can't see them doing this around this time of year. So that's why like I might be controversial in saying that because like, I don't know if they would, unless she was dying in a week. Like, I don't know if they would stage it for this time of year. You know what I'm saying? Or would they like, I want our last Christmas to be when we were happy and healthy together or something like that. Maybe. Yeah. 
But I was talking to Patrick about it. I'm like, you know what? Good for them. If that's the reason why they wanted to do it, you know, there's a lot of controversy around assisted suicide or whatever. Mm -hmm. But like, honestly, if that's what they wanted and, you know, they agreed to it, good for them. I mean, I feel like there's definitely a difference. Like I think about like Nick's dad, who's a widow at, you know, 55, like Mm -hmm. that I can understand or yeah, that I can understand, like not moving on. But if you guys are both old, you both feel like you've done everything. And, you know, like Nick and I have talked about like, you can't die before me, you know, like we have to die at the exact same time together. You know, I mean, (laughs) when you find your soulmate, it is scary, like, to think about that you will lose them one day like yep. we're all gonna die like that's the thing about that's get deep the thing about loving somebody is that you're allowing them to eventually hurt you when they die right. yeah because i look at some people in my life and i'm like oh my god if this person goes before this person i'm like i don't know how that person is gonna survive mm-hmm. like just like in their relationship like one person just takes charge and the other one just kind of sits behind and like follows and like if that person goes i don't know what that person's gonna be able to do <laughs> Right. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. And also, I don't believe it because there was no letter. Like, I feel like if they agreed to do it, they would have at least, I mean, this was like an upstanding citizen in this town. You know, it wasn't just like a drug dealer, a drug dealer, you know, they weren't druggies, you know, living in like a shithole tent, you know, outside behind Walmart. It was like, they were like respectable people in the town. I feel like they would have at least written a letter saying we did this, we planned this, you know? But I guess it's right. still being investigated. Like, we don't really know the full story yet. Or, like, write write a letter to their kids, me like, we love you so much. We just, you know, we were, yeah. when Peggy got the diagnosis, we decided we were done with life and we, you know, wanted to end it together or something. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm just curious mm-hmm. as to why he shot her three times. Yeah, yeah, and him only once. Well, I guess, I mean, yeah. <laughs> if one does it, you can't shoot yourself again. But yeah, like, why didn't he just, like, shoot her once? And especially if he uses guns a lot, I'm assuming that he would know how to kill someone and not right. make them suffer. Like, you just shoot him I in don't the know head, if he was right? just making sure she was dead before he did it to himself. Like, Oh, maybe. Because then, no, then she would suffer and live, and that would, like, not be the whole point of it. Right. So... Yeah, I don't know. It's a story. It's going to be investigated even more. And I mean, here on Crime on Tap, we'll be following the story. I'm sure no other crime podcast is talking about the <laughs> murder in New London, New Hampshire. So this is your one-stop shop. <laughs> That's right. Tune in next time. So thank you guys for listening to another episode of Crime on Tap. Uh, we are very appreciative appreciative of all of our listeners here, Megan. And I think um, from here on out, we're going to be doing Christmas content only because we're getting into the holiday season. It is time to be festive. Festive and freaky here on Crime on Tap. Freaky? So. <laughs> How <laughs> we get <getting> freaky? <laughs> I mean, freaky with a BuzzFeed quiz, mate. Those are pretty freaky. Yeah. So uh, be sure to follow us on our Instagram at Crime on Tap Pod. Be sure to tell us what you're loving, what you're hating. So get over there. Slide in our DMs. Make sure to listen to us on Spotify, Apple, the other ones. Tell your family, friends, foes, hoes, and bros. And we'll see you guys next time. Where crime crime is is always always on on top. top. (laughs) 